0: Oh, I'm glad to be in God's, in God's service. service I'm glad, glad to be in God's, God's service. service I'm so, so glad to be in God's service, service. One, one more time, time. Well, he, he didn't have to let, let me live no he, no he didn't have to let, let me live. live I'm so I'm glad, glad to be in, in God's service. service one more time I'm glad glad to to be in God's God's service. service. I'm I'm glad to be in God's service. I'm so so glad to be in God's service one more time. time. He didn't have to let me live. No, he he didn't have to to let me live. I'm I'm so glad to be in God's service one more time. I'm glad to be in God's service. I'm glad to be in God's service. Oh, I'm glad to be in God's service one more time. Well, he didn't have to let me live. No, he didn't have to let me live. I'm so glad to be in God's service one more time. Heart to praise him. praise him,
1: praise him, praise him. I'm determined in my
0: heart to praise him until the walls come tumbling down. I'm determined in my heart to praise him, praise him, praise him. praise him. I'm determined in my heart to praise him until the walls come tumbling down. Come what may, come what might, I won't be afraid. I'm gonna stand and fight. Let the thunder roll and let the strong winds blow. I'll praise until the victory comes. I won't let go. Oh, I'm determined in my heart to praise Him,
1: praise Him,
0: praise Him. I'm determined in my heart to praise Him until the walls. Heart to praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. I'm determined in my heart to praise Him until the walls come tumbling down. Well, come what may, come what might, I have the shield of faith and I'm ready to fight. Joy is my strength, His word is my sword. The battle's are mine, it belongs to the Lord. Oh, I'm, I'm determined, determined in my heart to praise Him, oh, praise, praise Him, him. praise I'm Him. him. I'm, determined I'm determined in my heart to praise Him until the walls come tumbling down. Oh, I'm determined in my heart to praise Him, praise Him, praise Him in my heart to praise Him until the walls come tumbling down. Well, come come what may, come what what might my heart to praise him until the walls come tumbling down well come what may come what might I have the shield of faith and I'm ready to fight joy is my strength his word is my sword the battle's not mine it belongs to the Lord oh I'm determined in my heart to praise Praise him,
1: praise
0: him. I'm determined in my heart to praise him until the walls come tumbling down. Oh, I'm determined in my heart to praise him. Oh, praise him, praise him. I'm determined in my heart to praise him until the walls come tumbling down.
2: may be seated feels good once again worshiping God giving him his due praise makes my heart feel a lot better spirit feels a lot better well the is it the duo the trio one of the trio is in here so it's a duo today so we'll see if the duo do as good as a tree oh worship with them if you know it
0: It ain't gonna worry
1: me long. It ain't gonna worry me long
0: If I run to Jesus when things go wrong It ain't gonna worry me long No, it ain't gonna worry me long Oh, it ain't gonna worry me long If I run to Jesus when things go wrong It ain't gonna worry me long. The middle of my troubles as low as I can be. I hear the voice of Jesus speaking peace to me. No longer broken hearted, now I am not afraid. God's just getting started. And I know He'll make a way. It ain't gonna worry me long. It ain't gonna worry me long. If I run to Jesus when things go wrong. It ain't gonna worry me long. If you're going through a struggle, you've been there quite a while. Remember God's your father and you are still his child. And when you're down to nothing and faith is on the line, I've learned that when I trust him, he's always right on time. It ain't gonna worry me long. It ain't gonna worry me long. If I run to Jesus when things go wrong, it ain't gonna worry me long. If you're going through a struggle, you've been there quite a while. Remember God's your Father and you are still His child. When you're down to nothing and faith is on the line, i find that when I trust Him, He's always right on time. It ain't gonna worry me long. It ain't gonna worry me long if I run to Jesus when things go wrong. It
1: ain't
0: gonna worry me long, long. no, it ain't gonna worry me long. Oh, it ain't gonna worry me long if I run to Jesus when things go wrong. It ain't gonna worry me long. If I run to Jesus when things go wrong, no, it ain't gonna worry me
2: long. Praise the Lord. Well, would you stand with me today? If you just got through seated, right? <clears throat> I've told a lot of brother-in-law jokes over the years. <laughs> Maybe I should say I've lived a, a, a lot of brother-in-law jokes over the years. And we have joked and we have kidded, and somehow through this many, many years, uh, Brother Foster and I have I've tried to help him. He's, he is the carpenter, and I am a hack. But it's, I've learned a lot. But I want to be careful that I'm giving due honor to him uh, today for truly he has helped my wife, my family, and I so much, Chris and Lori and their family, in helping us in spiritual things, giving us good guidance, helping us to face obstacles, and giving us good advice, talking about the word of God, and I hope it's true, iron sharpening iron, uh, and uh, over the years, I'm just more and more thankful for this couple. And I, I, you may not have known them for very long, and so you can't probably take these things to heart like I am, but, but I know that we have someone here that was going to help us today. And uh, I know that all of his bad jokes aside, <laughs> he, <laughs> he will really help us and bless this church. And I, I, I want to make sure I say that because I do kid around with a lot with him. But we are so thankful, Chris and Lori, that you all are here. And uh, forgive me to use first name basis because it's my brother and my sister. And, um, and we are just so thankful. Brother Foster, come and just preach the word to us today.
3: Before I do that, you may be seated. I want Sister Foster to take the mic. Come here. Please. Don't preach too long. Now, I'm taking, I'm taking a very big risk here because she's a better preacher than I am. Here.
1: He's crazy. So, uh, always teaching home Bible studies to people, we always love teaching that God's creative power is in His Word, you know, and we get people so excited about that. And I just had a thought here to share today about when God wanted to create fish he spoke to the sea now King James says let the waters bring forth okay and when he wanted to create trees he spoke to the soil okay again let the earth bring forth okay but when God wanted to create man he turned to himself It says, and God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Now, if you take fish out of water, it dies. You take a tree out of the soil, it dies. Guess what? (laughs) Goes without say. When you disconnect man from God, he dies. And so God is our natural environment. We were created to live in his presence. I've been... A Sunday school teacher, I think, for 42 years. I was thinking about that in my brain. And um, I love to do a little visual with the kids. I have a little glass, like a little glass, um, one cup measuring cup, and I fill it with water and I say, We're full of the Holy Ghost. But Acts says, In Him we live. And move and have our being and there's a bigger visual for that because you take a bucket of water and you take that little cup that's filled with water and you sink it in the bucket of water because in him we live and move and have our being it's a it's a big deal and so we have to be connected to him because it's only in him that our life exists
3: And Everybody say praise the, praise the Lord. Amen. He is a great God. Amen. So thankful to be with you today, and I, and, uh, I probably ruined the, the preaching today. I won't keep you long. <laughs> Amen. You know what that means, right? Yeah. Yeah, five more minutes. That's right. You know, when, they, when everybody's looking at their watch and going... <laughs> Amen. But I do have a word of the Lord for you today. I, uh, as I said in our Sunday school uh, class, our uh, what do you call it? A snack chat, sorry. In uh, our snack chat, amen, as uh, Brother Erickson asked me to speak today, I thought, I okay, what do you want me to do, God? And he, he said, do your lesson and do your sermon. And I said, okay. So um, uh, this week. Preached just last Sunday for our church in Las Cruces. We have such wonderful people there. I just, uh, uh, I hate to leave Las Cruces. They're just so good to me. Amen. So um, if you would all please stand, I'm going to be reading from two passages. The first one I'm going to read from is Psalms 110 and 1. And then the second one, If you have your Bibles and would like to write those things down, I'm going to be uh, preaching out of Romans 8 and verse number 29, I believe it is. Let me look real quick. Yes, 8 and 29. Amen. Psalms 101 reads like this. A psalm of David, the Lord, said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until... I make thine enemies thy footstools. And then, if you'll go to Romans chapter 8, whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son, that he, that is Jesus, might be the firstborn. Everybody say, firstborn among many brethren. And what I want to preach to you is, God makes mine enemies my footstool. God wants to use your issues as your footstool. And everybody say amen to the word of the Lord. You may be seated. now. I I I'm like everybody else. I I I sometimes read things in the Bible and I I look at that and I I've just never considered to be for Jesus to be my brother. I know he's my God, I know he's my savior, but the Bible says that he is the firstborn of many brethren. We're the many brethren. He's the firstborn, he's the one that went through it first. Amen. He, he blazed a trail for us. Anybody say amen? You see, uh, a lot of people believe what Christians are, are people that are like Christ. But what really, the idea is that Christ means anointed one. It's the same as the, as the Hebrew word Messiah, which means the anointed one. And then the reason he was anointed, so that he would come and he would gather together anointed ones. That's what it means to be a Christian, that we are the anointed ones because he was anointed. That's why he said in John 14, he said to the disciples, uh, it's actually speaking specifically to Peter. And he says, uh, don't be worried. In my father's house are many mansions, meaning many places that he lives, that in God's kingdom there's lots of dwelling places, amen. And he said, if that was not so, I would have told you, behold, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am and where he was right then was the anointed one. And he was going to the cross so that you could be one of the anointed ones. Everybody got that? And so sometimes, I understand the Christian thing, but boy, when it comes to he's my brother, that, that, that takes a while for that to sink into me, that he's my brother as well. He's not only my God, not only my Savior, not only the Anointed One, not only the Messiah, but he has also have become my brother. We've we, we got something in common amen not just our anointing but in our experience with god amen and everybody say praise the lord Lord. now when you read the uh, 110th psalm you will understand that it is mentioned 27 times in the new testament now that's a major theme you have something measured mentioned 27 times the footstool the uh making the enemies the footstool amen and so I could, I could quote them all, but it they just take too much time. So what I'll do is I'll read a couple passages here for you to, to get you to understand where we're going. In Matthew chapter 22, the Pharisees were gathered together, and Jesus asked them, saying, What do you think of Christ? Whose son is he? And they said unto him, The son of David. He said unto them, How then doth David call him Lord in the spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thy enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? And no man was able to answer him another word, neither dost any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. That's what you call a shut your mouth moment. <laughs> Amen. They were stumped. How could the promised Messiah be a descendant of David and yet be David's Lord? How can that be? Amen. Because the Messiah was not just a descendant of David. It seems that this eluded those religious leaders of that day. Amen. They misunderstood because the root of their problem was that they only looked at Messiah through a a, a lens of lineage, a lens of descendants. Descendancy was everything to them. Amen. They didn't realize. Let me tell you what the Jews didn't realize. The Jews did not realize that the man was God. He wasn't God some of the time and man some of the time. He was the God man all of the time. Look, any, any of you ladies, you know, you're married. Some of you are that are married, some of you aren't. But you're not married some of the time. You're, you're not a wife some of the time and a worker another time. You're not a wife some of the time and a mother another time. You men, you're not a father some of the time and a son, not the time, some of the time. No, you are just like Jesus. He is the God man all the time. Stop trying to divide him up. He's the God man. That's why he's full of power, that's why he's full of authority. He's not just the son of David, but he's the Lord of David. He's both. Amen. You just can't parse him. Amen. They never considered that the Messiah was the God-man. And it wasn't like they didn't have a reference point. They just didn't have a revelation. Now, I, I want to say something right here. I know it's, I, I, it's, I'm, I'm getting away from my subject matter, but let me tell you something. There is no new revelation. There is only epiphanies. And that word epiphany means to open the curtain. When the curtain opens, what was behind the curtain suddenly appears. But it doesn't suddenly appear. It was always behind the curtain. You just got it. The revelation was already set. That's why it referred to the revelation of Jesus Christ. And when the curtains open, that's when you see him for who he is. It's an epiphany. Ah, I see it. I never saw that before. So there's no written new revelation. Anybody talks about a new revelation? They're crazy. There's no new revelation. In Daniel, he says, "There's 70 weeks are determined upon thy people to finish up the revelation. Seal it up. No more necessary. Oh, yeah, hallelujah. No more necessary. All he's looking for is somebody to look deep in the scriptures and say, "Ah, the, the, the the curtain opens, and now I see like I've never seen before. I feel anointing in his place today. Amen. 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 Praise God. You see, they had a condemned paradigm, only lineage. You see him where he was. And the only way they'd be able to is they got epiphany. And like I said, it's not that he didn't have any reference points. Isaiah 9 and 6, for unto us a son is born. Unto us a child is given. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Wonder Worker, Counselor, not as a lawyer, not as a counselor you go see when you have a problem, but as counselor, as a lawyer. Aren't you glad you have Jesus as your lawyer? (laughs) Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of his government there shall be no and to establish it on, the, on David's throne. It's not like they didn't have that. They had it. What could be clear? The Messiah would have a name to describe exactly who he was. The son who was the father. Who was God. Let me tell you what it does not mean, if I could... It does not mean that, Jehovah, uh, that Jesus is Jehovah Junior. It does not mean that Jesus is one of three member board of directors. It does not mean that this three-member board of directors is the Christian God. It does not mean that God rules by consensus. There are not three persons acting as one. There is one God having one plan driven by his unquenchable love for you and I that he came himself and died on the cross and shed his blood for you and me. He did not subcontract our salvation it out you cannot separate him from being who he is the father manifests on earth as the son and now dwells in our hearts as the spirit of god well brother foster why are all these terms used because they're used very specifically when we talk about the holy ghost we're talking about god's action on earth Describe him as but as the Holy Ghost when we're talking about the price that's paid, you got to talk about the Son, but when you're talking about the Creator of all things, you're talking about the Father, He is the Father in flesh, paid the price so He could dwell inside of us. But the revelation or the excuse me, not the revelation, (laughs) I shouldn't have said that. The epiphany that I want you to get today is that Jesus is our brother. And he had a promise. And the promise was, your enemies will become your footstool. They think... They're putting to death a malefactor, but I'm gonna use it as a footstool to get you to the throne. And what you've got to understand is he's the firstborn of what? Many brethren, right? I'm in the Bible now. I'm in the Bible. That God predestined us to be conformed to the image of the Son. Now look, predestination simply means you have no choice. You're going to end up where God always wanted you to end up. But that's not what Paul is writing about. Predestined to become the image of the Son. That God had always had a plan that not only would he come, but that you and me would become like him. We would be like his image. We would be like the very son that, that we were predestined by God's plan to be conformed. Everybody say conformed. That means made to, formatted, formatted after the son. He'd be conformed after the image of the son. For he is the, everybody say firstborn, of many brethren. He's my brother. That means if God promised him that his enemies would become his footstool. He promised you that your enemies would be your footstool. Some of you don't believe that. Some of you, your problems are so big. Your mess is so ugly. There's no way that God could use this to my benefit. Well, you just don't know my God like I know him. He can take your worst situation. He can take your baddest day you've ever had. You can take your mess and turn it into a miracle, I'm telling you. But you've got to believe it. Oh, you don't have the same problems I have, Brother Foster. Please trade with me a little bit. I'll give you all my problems, and you can carry them around for a day or two. And I promise you're going to be, after the first day, you'll say, hey, you can have these back. Give me mine. But God can use your mess and turn it into a miracle. God can use your tragedy and turn it into a testimony. He said, I'll make your enemies. Footstool. I'm going to say something very controversial now. Y'all ready? <laughs> Nothing I've said is controversial. It's only Bible. And if you think I've said anything controversial, maybe you need to read your Bible a little bit more. (laughs) Are you all ready? I know a lot of people are looking for Jesus to appear in the sky. But what you should be looking for is Jesus to appear in the mirror. You are predestined to be conformed into the image of the Son who is the firstborn of many brethren. That's where I'm looking for him to appear. I don't know where you are, but I want to see him in the mirror. Because I've been predestined to see him in the mirror. And yes, that was very controversial for some folks. In Matthew 10, Jesus tells his disciples that the disciple is not above the master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple to be as his master and the servant As his Lord, if they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call them of his household? You're not going to get a pass because Jesus didn't get a pass, but he's promised us, I'll make your foes your footstool. When they come against you, they come against God. Don't expect to be treated any different than the way Jesus was treated. Jesus goes on to say, fear not them that are able to kill the body. But fear him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. Can I break that down for you? Don't be afraid of people. But make sure that you reverence God. Because God can completely destroy you in the grave. But all that men can do, the worst they can do, is kill you. Now, Of course, this is, once again... This is first audience. He's talking to disciples, and he's simply saying to them, Don't be afraid of what they say and what they do. This is something they've never heard about. Some of them just dislike everything that we have about the good news, but understand that the one you should reverence, the one you should put your confidence in, the one that's going to get you out of every situation that you could be in, he said, I'll make every foe your footstool that will compel you up to the place where you're ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. You ever read the scripture that says he has made us kings and priests unto God? I wish you would start living a life of kings and priests. I wish that you would get a hold of what I'm preaching about. That everything that comes your way, God says I can use it for good. Stop complaining about what's going on in your life and start believing God. It's my footstool. It's my fo- no. It's not going to get me down. It's not going to discourage me. It's not going to get on top of me. It's not going to make my mind go round and round until I can't find the end of it. No, that God will make that very thing that is against me my footstool. Now, most people think a footstool is something like a divan, where you sit down in your nice easy chair and you put your foot down on the footstool, and you say "ah." But that's not what he's talking about. All thrones are always elevated; they're on a dais, and the dais is usually elevated like this, that platform here, and what the footstool is, is the step up. It's this. Here's the footstool, and it propels me to rule. That my enemies are the very thing that God uses to get me where I belong, ruling and reigning with Christ. Everybody say all things. All. No, half of your things in your life. You can complain about the other half, right? All things work together for good to them that love the Lord and called according to his purpose. What is purpose to that you become the image of the Son? It was his predestined plan for you too. Well, I can't live on that level, brother. He gave you his spirit. He washed your life clean of all sin. And he stands you up and says, this is one of my children. Yes, He's the brother to Jesus. She's the sister to Jesus. Right. The problem is, we don't believe it that's our problem. We just, you know, not me, brother Foster. <laughs> brother Harrison, yeah, yeah, brother Harrison, yeah. yeah. But me, you yeah, know. Yeah. God loves knows you like no one, uh, no one. He says even the hair of your head is numbered. Now that doesn't mean, oh, Brother Erickson has 52. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, 52 just fell out. (laughs) No, that's not what it means. It means when number 46 falls out, God says, I know that number. You know how intimate it is? That God knows which number of head falls out of your hair, or hair falls out of your head, and you don't even know the number of it. He knows you like no other. Do you know when, when, when and I preached this before, but do you know when Jesus said, um, "Have no fear." In my father's house are many mansions, right? Don't be discouraged. You know what that thought was? Just before that, if you'll read your Bible, there's a verse before that in the end of the other chapter. And Peter's just denied Jesus. And so he's turning to Peter and said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. You are still a vessel that God can use. Oh, but Peter, you denied the Lord. Yes, he did. But God didn't shove him out of the way because he says, I got plans for you, dude. Do you understand God's got plans for you? If we suffer, we'll reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. That's 2 Timothy 2.12. God knows where I'm at. God knows the mess I face. He knows the trouble I've got to contend with. He knows the suffering I have to endure, the trial I must walk through, the foes that threaten me. But I know the promises of God. And one of them is, I'll turn all of those and make them your footstool. That will propel you into the place where I've designed for you to live as king and priest under God. When you line, God will make your foes... Your footstool, up with the idea that God wants to promise you your His protection on your life and lead and guide you and make you a brother of Jesus. Then Exodus God says, if thou shalt indeed avoid my voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy of your enemies, and an adversit, an adversary to your adversaries question is, do you believe it? What comes against you on earth is only a footstool that propels you into where God wants you to live your life. I've said this in this church before, I'll say it again. Life is not supposed to happen to you. You are supposed to happen to life. God designed you that way. So that even your mess can become a miracle if you see it for what it is. Uh, Somebody said it already. You look at it as a problem, but really it is an opportunity. What opportunity, brother? God, just stretch your stuff, and I'll walk in what you provide. You want to use this trouble as my footstool? I'm game. Let's get it on. I'm going to watch you do your stuff. And there's something I know about my God. He is a miracle working God. He can take any situation and use it for his good. Use it for his good. Use it for his good. The, uh, the diametrical opposite of that is without God, nothing is good. Everything that happens to you is a owner Everything that takes place just crushes your spirit. Everything that occurs in your life is bad for you. Even if you get to be a million billionaire, those million billions are your enemy and you don't even know it if you don't have God. You want to write this down, go home and read it. I don't have time to preach about it, but I want you to write this down. Ready? Psalms 22. I want you to go home today, and I want you to read Psalms 22. And I'll tell you, I'll give you an outline. You'll see it after you get there. You'll have an epiphany of this. Psalms 22 starts off with, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I can count all my bones. Dogs come past me. He's naming the mess that he's in, hanging on a cross. And he's, and he's, he's not complaining. Oh my God, my God, what? No, it's a statement. You wanna know why it looks like I'm forsaken? Because God's going to use my crucifixion as a footstool. Because when you get to the end of Psalms 22, then he talks about because of this the kingdom will cross across the face of the earth like the shadow of a cloud. Is that the kingdom expands. People are blessed. Things are start happening. People enter into the kingdom and are blessed in the morning, blessed in the afternoon, blessed. He will make your enemies your footstool if you just believe it. Only God can turn your trial into a triumph, your test into a testimony, and your mess into a message. Only God. And because he promised it to David's offspring, and David's offspring would become my brother, he promised it to us. There's really only one issue, do you believe it? You know, you do know your life follows your words, right? Oh, that's for somebody else, Brother Foster, your life will follow that. But if you'll say, if God promised it to my brother Jesus, it means he promised it to me. Let's all stand. Here's what I'd like you to do for me, if you would. And I'd like you to take... The thing that you're wrestling right now with, the issue, the mess, the trial, the test, the stuff that keeps threatening, threatening to take away your peace and take away your joy. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how dark it is. I don't care how much of a mess it is. If you bring that to Jesus Christ, He'll say, Here, I've been waiting for you to come. We're going to build a footstool for you out of this. It's going to be the most precious thing in your life when you finally get through it but I'm going to put and make it into a footstool that'll propel you into where I intended you to be all along. And so I'm going to invite you to come right now. I want you to to bring your mess. Bring your stuff. What you've been wrestling with what threatens your equilibrium, what threatens you. Bring your enemy, whatever the name of that enemy is. Let's make it into a footstool right now. Let's make it into a footstool right now. Let God make it into a footstool right now let him take that from you and build a footstool with it. I'm not worthy, Brother Foster. Nobody's worthy. I haven't lived the way I should. Nobody lives the way they should. understand, Brother Foster, my situation is terrible. All the more. Let God make it a footstool. (laughs) I'm feeling the moving of the Spirit here this morning. Somebody is going to walk out of here with a victory in their step. The very thing Tormented, you will be the very thing that causes you to be triumphant. Reach out and touch the Lord as He passes by. You will find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He is passing by this moment your needs to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord. Jesus is in the building. He's your brother. He's your brother. He's your brother. Get a hold of this. I've done the best I can to help you to get a hold of this. Now it's up to you. Get a hold of this.
2: Yeah, beautiful. Just reach out to the Lord. Hallelujah. I refuse to bear a burden that God wants to use to help me to draw closer to Him. I'm not going to let bitterness and, and hurt and bruising in my life to keep me for being able to give something to Jesus today. You've got to help us, Lord. You've got to help us. We are frail. We are but men. But, oh, you've gained a plan. Lord, immerse us in your love. Mask us in your will and purpose. Oh, Lord Jesus, let us find our strength in you. Thank you, Jesus the Holy Ghost minister continue this on in our thoughts and our thinking let us meditate upon your word today oh God don't let me withhold from the Lord don't let me minimize what God wants to do because of my lacking of belief Jesus speak Lord God yeah let's reach out to him thank you Jesus oh let the Holy Ghost minister right now let God minister in your heart come on open the windows you want the windows of heaven to open the windows are in your heart you want the door of opportunity to open in your life the door is between your relationship and your faith in God he is for you today folks He has given us a message today for this church. Thank you, Jesus. Just reach out and touch him. Let Jesus be the center of your life. Let Jesus be the center. I live and I move and I have my being in Christ Jesus hallelujah thank you jesus thank you god thank you god so i'm going to trust him i'm going to cast all of my care upon him and my faith says that god is going to do something with that for good joseph could say to his own brethren you meant it to be for evil but God meant it to me for good. Oh, God, let us leave this place today with a faith that says, God meant it to me for good. That old devil can sit on your shoulder and accuse you all he wants to. All you got to do is turn it around today and say, but God meant it to me for good. When I finally realized today, Brother Foster, that there aren't good and bad people in this auditorium, There is none perfect, there is none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When I realize that it's not that I own truth, but I'm seeking for truth. Oh, it just opens up the door for us to be able to be a family. Amen. To be able to trust God and for God to be able to do great things in our lives this year. It enables us not to have to look people around us and say, who's watching me? Are they going to think I'm a hypocrite? <coughs> Pardon. But it's going to allow me to say, amen. This is my day. This is my opportunity. This is a chance the Lord has afforded me to be able to give me victory. Amen. Oh, I pray today. That your life has been enriched. I wanna say this to you, through this message today, there has been a clarion sound in my heart that's been clear and concise, it's been understandable, it has been biblical. Amen. And I'm so thankful I heard this. This is one of those messages, I, it's up to you of course, But I think I'm going to try to listen to this again. Not that I am questioning it. On the contrary, I feel like it's opened up some understanding for me. It's given me some clarity. Amen. Church, we love and appreciate you so much. Appreciate all that God is doing in your life. And I hope that you will, uh, this year, you're going to touch lives around you whether they come to this church or not I hope they do but if they don't it's okay just bless just go out and give people what God has given to you amen just love people because it's to your benefit as you love others God is going to bless you amen and this church is going to stand in Chelsea, Oklahoma the facility as people know it But inside, oh, I want people to feel what we feel here today and to know that there's a God who's very interested in them. Amen. Love you. Appreciate you so much. Go and have a great day. Amen. Looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. Hopefully, you'll be able to come Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Amen. Our Wednesday night Bible studies are not long, but but I feel like um, the Lord blesses there. Amen gives us good thoughts, helps us along the way. Amen. I need a midweek encouragement. I hope that you feel the same way. God bless you tonight. Have a wonderful day. Shake hands and be friendly in Jesus' name.